Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for our next episode of the iZero podcast. I'm Tommy coming to you from the iZero headquarters in beautiful Woodland Park, Colorado. Before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that in addition to on our website, you can now listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Whichever your favorite platform, just do a search for iZero, that's I-X-E-R-O, and when you see the white banner with the iZero logo come up, click on it. Then click follow or favorite so you can always have access to our new episodes. Okay, now on with this episode. Today, I'm joined by iZero President Jason and CEO Scott. They're here to talk about iZero's original and innovative approach to holistic school security. Jason, may I start by asking how you structured iZero and how that informs your approach to security? You know, Tommy, I think that the big thing about those those really scary stats that we all talk about, everybody hears on a daily basis, is you know that there are people involved in these. They aren't just on the news. These are actually children, people that are trying to take on and do their daily lives, and it affects a lot of people around us. And I think as we went forward, we looked at that holistic approach being the fact that you can preempt and stop something even before it gets going. And it could be years prior to it getting going. And the one thing that we looked at was a lot of technologies to bring in to really short stroke the problem, start identifying threats faster, bringing in, you know, most people go out and they, they buy cameras. But what's a camera do? It, it, you see things. They hire security. What's the security guard do? He's there to stop something. But they work independently, and they're, it's very disjointed. So as we go through and we look at a lot of these events, they're very tragic, but that begins to identify what happened, and a lot of the technologies today are used as a post-incident issue, or we can see things afterwards. It's evidence collection. And what we looked at is we shouldn't have an evidence collection. It should be a very preemptive uh, capability that can stop something prior to it even getting started. And that's why we came up with the holistic approach. Our company's made up of a lot of uh, military and law enforcement personnel that are both uh, active and retired. And we found that it was best to bring in the best and brightest minds to put together programs that would allow for a holistic program because each background has a lot of different pieces that can be put together to create an environment to provide a holistic approach to security that uh, we saw that had never been done before. You know, Tommy, the other thing on uh, having the types of people and capabilities we have here at iZero, what if I was to tell you as a school and or a company that I can provide the some of the best personnel that have ever assaulted buildings? Because what do we see now in school assaults? They're an assault on a building. And if I can provide you with SWAT operators and special operations uh, members that have assaulted buildings that can then tell you how the best way to stop that assault. And in the same package, I can provide you with the cyber capabilities to say, these would be the guys that would hack your systems, but they would be there to stop those hacks on your systems. Um, And they would be the best in the country. If I had the best mind at standing up military bases and security operations and auditing those systems, that the U.S. government spends millions of dollars on those same people to get them to that level, and then law enforcement operations that they protect courthouses, school districts, and package that in one box and then provide it to you as a school or a company 
at a pricing that is 10 times less than any anywhere else you could find and there's no way you could find those capabilities the best of the best would you take it yeah we fleshed out the company the military and law enforcement folks with people from different industries cyber industry software educators we just think that gives us a more holistic look at the problem set and also keeps us focused on the the needs of the user and allows us to provide a better product overall. Now your concept for holistic security, is it just for a scholastic environment? You know, there was 25 different shootings in school systems. There was 41 different types of of violence within um, business or corporate structures. So that same seesaw that we began to develop to identify school bullying teen suicide, active threats, active shooter type events. That same technology, the same systems can be used in what we call an ISOC. So that installation security operations center um, and that holistic approach can be done also for businesses. It, it becomes the same type of systems. It's just developed for certain uh, settings. So even our ISOCs, you're talking about the, the same thing happens at work, bullying, anger issues built up because somebody got something the other person didn't get, jealousy type issues, domestic violence issues. All those things can also be identified through those same processes. As you can imagine, this is a a pretty broad-ranging topic and broad-ranging problem set. So we're going to walk through a few things. We'll talk a bit about some of the statistics that are out there that drive us to be concerned about school security. We'll discuss just briefly some of the history of those events. Uh, we'll, we'll go over some, many of the school security challenges out there, things that inhibit a district's ability or a school's ability to take the proper steps and, and do the things that they already know they need to do, but they just aren't quite sure how to get there. We'll describe our process and discuss tailoring it to particular organizations. And then we'll end up with a quick example of what this would look like in a typical day in the life of a school security program. Uh, To start out with, some of the scary stats that are out there. Every day you you open a newspaper, unfortunately we're seeing these type of events, Uh, whether it's a school shooting or workplace violence bullying issues. And of course, we all know that the the suicide rate is epidemic across our nation now. Um, That's really hitting our our school-aged children very hard. But uh, we're going to concentrate on more kinetic issues, the active shooter, the school shooter. Basically, these stats all come from the FBI. They compile any active shooter or violent event that happens in the United States. The FBI does a a great job of collecting those statistics so folks can use them to plan and, and prepare for future events. What the statistics tell us is that in any five-year period, there's approximately 24 school shootings and 41 workplace violence issues. Again, these are statistics that the FBI has gathered, and their threshold is uh, has to be serious injury or death. So these are, unfortunately, as high as the numbers are, they also denote that these were serious incidents. These stats also show us that approximately every 15 seconds during an event, somebody is shot. So we need to look at these problems as in 15-second intervals. So... Even if the event only took four or five minutes in the past, that's four students, four teachers, four innocent people 
that have been shot per minute. Uh, another interesting stat, since Columbine, which was the watershed school violence event here in the United States, since Columbine, these active shooter events have lasted approximately six minutes. So again, keeping in mind that every 15 seconds, somebody's being shot during these events, that's 24 people in a typical event that are shot or killed. We all know Columbine in Littleton, Colorado in 1999. We have Blacksburg, Virginia at Virginia Tech that lasted 12 minutes. The Cinemark Theater shooting here in Aurora, Colorado back in 2012, that lasted approximately 12 and a half minutes. Sandy Hook in 2012 also, 10 minutes in length. So again, we could see if we chop these up into 15-second intervals, the potential for a lot of folks to get shot and unfortunately killed is there. What do all these events have in common? They were all advertised prior to actually occurring. What I mean by that is the perpetrators would post things on their social media, tell their friends, sometimes tell their family members, days, weeks, and even months in advance. The problem was all this disparate data was out there, but nobody knew where to look for it, or those that saw it didn't know what to do with it. They didn't know whose hands to get it into, so mitigating steps could be taken prior to the event. So I think a good look at this, Tommy, is that most school systems have one safety guy. So all the safety that they've stood up, all the security guards, the gates, the locks, the camera systems, the door card readers, all that is one guy that normally is a superintendent or maybe the uh, principal that's put in charge of a whole school district security to do this. And the problem is all that information, it goes to one place, but they, how do you see it? How do you view it? Who's viewing it? Who's actually watching all that information coming in? Anonymous tip lines usually go to law enforcement instead of the school district. Well, the thing about a school district is everything stays private on the school district. So kids don't want to notify law enforcement of something happening. It can become very disjointed. So with all these things that are going on out there and they pull all this information in, what can be, uh, what can be done to identify these problems and prevent them? Part of our model is to do preventative analysis of social media feeds, gathering this information that's out there on the ether, and through the use of some advanced software, we're able to paint a very clear picture of potential events in the future, predict the severity of them, the likelihood of them. Kind of what we looked at was when you have all that information flowing, you go to a centralized point. It's identified, and then you have folks that actually dive through that information so that everything is, is funnelized to that one location. That way, and it's somebody that's specifically dutied, or their duties are to monitor all that, uh, that information flow, and they're trained to do so. And by doing it left a boom, if you will, before the event actually occurs, that buys us time so we can reach out and touch the right people in a community to get the, the student or the adult the help they need. Oftentimes, these events evolve over months or even years. Typically, the perpetrator is, has a history of being bullied or being excluded from the social norm. And again, throughout these time frames, they're posting, they're, they're informing their friends and family or, or even strangers often of their intent or of the fact how 
miserable they are or how they feel like outsiders. So again, through the use of software, trained individuals, proper policies, procedures, and and practices, we're able to identify these individuals that need help or are reaching out for help and get them the help they need prior to an event. So as all these policies are, are, and procedures and are going into place, I'm assuming there are challenges that schools face in their security. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to speak about these challenges, Tommy, because they're, they're very real. Oftentimes you can't get around them, so you have to be able to identify them and then work through them to create the security program that you need. Typical security programs are augmented and improved or supplemented one piece at a time. What I mean by that is a new grant comes in or new funds come in and they'll buy new locks for the entire district or one particular school perhaps. And then in future years when they get more monies, they might buy new locks for another school or they'll buy cameras, but they can't afford to buy all the cameras at one time. So over two or three years, they might have two or three generations of cameras. What we do is we come in and give them a holistic look, a 360-degree physical security assessment, threat assessment, gap analysis to take a snapshot of where they're at today and then look at where they should be based on standards, whether they're federal, state, local standards. And then we help them close those gaps. And we do this in a systematic way that allows them to build a security program that works for their situation within their limitations, but still provides that 360-degree coverage. So we encompass things like working with the local law enforcement, the school resource officers, and any armed or unarmed guards that may be present on campus. We make sure that those two elements are integrated. They do joint training. They know how to help and support each other not only during an event, but pre-event. Again, we're trying to get ahead of the event so we can stop it, mitigate it, and get the involved players the help they need. We also integrate any locks, cameras, windows, fences. Most of our systems are backwards compatible, so we can integrate what they already have in most cases and prepare it for future items to be added as they come down the pike. We work with their communications plans, ensuring that any radio or telecommunication systems are compatible with the other components. And then again, at the end, we ensure their policies and procedures are solid. We make sure that they're meeting all required standards and any goals that the particular organization has. Then we exercise those policies and procedures to ensure that the knowledge has been passed to the community and everyone is able to engage and operate efficiently together. Really what we're doing is we're increasing their ability to use the security enablers that they either already have or that we provide and bring in. These enablers include prevention, monitoring, intervention, reaction, and then the learning culture. So again, new policies, new processes, new procedures have to be relayed to the user in a logical manner that they understand and grasp so they can use these. And then we do a culmination exercise to get all members on the same sheet of music and again to validate and verify that the systems, the programs, the the policies and procedures work for that particular organization and situation.
So to get all of this set up, what process do you use? Well, we use a holistic approach that's kind of a soup to nuts process. We start with an in-depth threat and vulnerability assessment that not only includes physical security, internal and external threats, but also includes cybersecurity, information security, and any wildcard events. That would be your active shooter, some type of uh, natural disaster, emergency, fire, flood, tornado, etc. We do an in-depth gap analysis. So again, we look at all standards that the school should be operating under. Not, not only security standards, but all standards. So any federal, state, or local standards that the school's required to meet, we review those policies, we review those procedures, then we ensure that the school is meeting them, and where they're not, we formulate a plan to help them close those gaps. This not only improves overall security of the, the school or the district, but it also ensures that they're meeting all required standards, oftentimes saving them time and money. Sometimes these gaps in standards create situations where the districts are being fined by the federal or state government. We provide recommendations. Again, we're not vendors. We don't sell cameras. We don't sell locks. We're more than happy to assist in the acquisition of these items. But because we're not vendors, we're not in love with our own product, we're able to give a more true and a more honest opinion on what is needed and potentially what should be bought. We assist in the implementation of the new program, be it proper techniques for key control, cybersecurity, protecting and storing personal data, or implementing the guard force with the local law enforcement. We do this through training, be it tabletop exercises, all the way down to full mission capability exercises. And we also, again, ensure that policy is written that supports the new events, the new training, or the new systems. We have a follow-up process where we come in and we'll audit or inspect the program. We can do this on an annual or biannual basis. And this allows us to come in and ensure that the program is still running to capacity. Any new personnel are trained properly so they can continue enforcing the standards. And it allows us to ensure that new policies and procedures are updated as needed. So it seems like in this process, you have a lot of things going on. What ties it all together? Our approach is the CSOC, or the Campus Security Operations Center. Campus Security Operations Center is manned by trained individuals, analysts, that are able to take the reams of information that come in and make sense of it. How they do this is through proprietary software that filters, collates, and produces a very clear and accurate picture of potential events based on the information that's either on the ether or comes in through tip lines or possibly police reporting or health care officials or even the, the students themselves or the teachers. Our ISOCs and CSOCs are powered with Blue Fusion. So the Blue Fusion is a piece that takes the data analytics and is able to tie together through connectors all those disparate information pieces that you might in your company have or in a school system you have. So it's a very powerful tool that allows us to actually mine that data and then to be able to do the predictive analysis pieces to it and start to really bring it into focus for people to look at and paint the picture that's needed 
to identify the threat ahead of time. Um, everything from tracking of your personal property or your company's property or your school property in a geospatial platform to everything to dive deep into the data and analytics um, that's been recovered. So there, there's a whole lot of things that these systems do that can bring it to a single point where you or I could actually understand what it is that we're seeing. And that's the important piece. Most of the technologies out there make it very hard to understand what is it that I'm seeing. Um, these systems break it down to where after training, somebody can understand and, and really put the pieces together quickly. This software is a force multiplier. What I mean by that is what this software does is allow a few people, and oftentimes just one, to go through a tremendous amount of data and information in real time. And this, again, allows us to get ahead of the problem, uh, allows us to mitigate and insert ourselves prior to an event. And again, most importantly, get the help to the child or the adult that needs it in a timely manner to stop an event. We like to use the term, this allows compassionate intervention instead of delayed reaction. So again, the CSOC is the hub of this operation or this security program, and it ties in all the disparate pieces. So perimeter security, access control, interior and exterior protection, communications, district leadership, the teachers, the students, and even the community. They all have a role in providing information and support to the CSOC. And again, most importantly, the security program and the CSOC is tailored to each individual organization. So again, sometimes they're large, sometimes they're small, sometimes they have more attachments, more things coming into the CSOC, more data flow, but they all do the same thing. They allow that predictive analysis, allow us to get the help to the student, the parent, the adult in need, and allow us to intervene and create a solution prior to an event. So you've talked about how this program is scalable, depending on the organization. What, uh, how, how does that work? How do you make that scalable? Well, Tommy, we have to scale it based on the unique profile that each location provides us. Of course, every organization's unique for many reasons. Some of the most common unique aspects are the size of the organization. Of course, the budget. Everyone uh, has to work within their budget. Total number of students or teachers involved, and ultimately organizational priorities. Nobody wants to send their children to a school that looks like a prison. Different areas of the country have different wants and needs when it comes to school security, different expectations. And through our, our team of experts, we're able to go in there and filter and decipher what those needs are and create a program that fits the needs of the organization in all manner, all aspects. So, Scott, circling back to the budget question, what tools do we have in place at iZero that can help them budget uh, money for this security program? Uh, we do several things to help the client. We have an outreach program where we can come and present much more detailed statistics, facts, historical data points on school security, the need for the programs. We can also explain in more detail the different aspects and elements of the program. We have 
skilled grant writers on staff that are experienced in reaching out and looking for state and federal funds to assist with security programs. We have bond management experience, so we can assist uh, localities with getting bonds voted on and passed. And ultimately, we'll do everything in our power to find a price point that every district is comfortable with and can afford. Because ultimately, it's all about the children and the security that they deserve and need to have a good educational experience. And what all this does at the end, Tommy, is provides for a solid 360-degree security program that encompasses all aspects that we spoke about. Not only physical security, but policy, plans, exercises, interaction with the local community, interaction with law enforcement and EMS. And really what it does, it allows the students to be students and not worry about their safety. It allows the teachers to be teachers and not security managers. And it allows the school administration to administrate the policies and plans as they were designed to do. Once the security center is built and in place and up and running and you've got all these policies in place, tell me about a typical day once all this is implemented. Immediately before the school day starts, the security team will review any information that came in throughout the evening, ensure the systems are all up and running properly, do a perimeter check, typically through the use of cameras, do an interior hallway sweep, again, typically through the use of cameras, and ensure any required information is disseminated to those that may need it. Throughout the school day, much the same occurs. They continue to monitor information coming in, creating information packets, ensuring that any tip line or law enforcement information is disseminated to the proper personnel, and the interior and exterior of the school remain secure. After school, depending on scheduled events, they may stay and ensure security during football games, baseball games, school dances, PTA meetings, or any other event that requires it. They'll also do a lessons learned process, which allows them to gather, collate, and disseminate any lessons learned throughout the day to allow policies to be updated in a timely manner, new procedures to be implemented, or to identify any shortcomings in the program. So in the unlikely event that something big happens, how, does, how is incident response handled? Well, again, the CSOC plays a key role. Typically, the CSOC is built in a very secure portion of the district or the school itself. Through the use of the cameras and other software components, they're able to get a good view of the emergency. So during an event, the CSOC becomes a focal point for not only running the operation, but also sounding the alarm and reaching out to the community, to the EMS, to law enforcement, to fire, whatever the case may be. Some of the items the CSOC can assist with is providing a detailed threat location, information on the armed or unarmed assailants, what kind of medical supports required, a suggested law enforcement response, and also act as a communication hub, not only for concerned parents, but also to provide teachers with needed information. In other words, it becomes the incident command center for any disaster or emergency response located on school grounds. 
Okay, so you've got this uh, program in place. You got your CSOC there. You've got your policies there. How does the school or the school district go about maintaining it? Oftentimes what we see is a lot of money spent on a problem set at a location, but there's no maintenance package to maintain that program. One of the cornerstones of our 360 security program is a long-term maintenance program. What this consists of is periodic inspections or evaluations of the program to ensure the standards are still being met and to determine if policies or procedures need to be updated. So it sounds like this goes beyond what you typically see, where a maintenance program will be just to come in and make sure the cameras are doing well or the computer's not overheating. This actually goes into the human aspect of of the security program? Absolutely. As we said before, uh, although we, we try to automate and use technology to our advantage, there is a human factor involved throughout. These periodic audits or, or inspections will ensure the organizations maintain a high level of efficiency in the program. Outside verification helps sustain compliance, provides impartial oversight, and ensures that we can update standards as needed or required. Most importantly, it allows us to measure the program, which ensures a continued growth and sustainment. iZero's identified that keeping kids safe requires not only leadership, but also solid policies and processes, teamwork, and standards. By working with the district and its employees, iZero ensures these four crucial items are not only created, but adhered to. So the iZero security program really does look at all aspects of an organization's security, from an assessment package through employment of a balance of human and technology solutions, and on to reevaluations and updates. Gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for coming in and taking the time to explain all of this to us. And as we close, Jason, I'd like to offer you the closing words. Can I ask you to summarize our conversation today? We don't go into a security organization and believe that we need to start fixing problems. We know that there's going to be fixes, but we'd like to audit ahead of time and really kind of see what that culture is, whether it be at a school or a, or a company. Because when we leave, we want you to have a security culture that is very efficient, very effective, that's preventative, um, reactionary when needed, um, and that uh, you don't have to worry about where your security sits so that your, your folks that are within your company can do their job and not have to worry about the security setting. Um, and the culture is, uh, has been enhanced by us being there. And the same for school systems. Um, we don't ever go in believing that we should take over. We don't ever go in believe that uh, we need to have somebody terminate because they're not doing their job. That's not it. What we do is we mentor and we help stand up your organizational security to make it better. Um, and sometimes it's hard when we arrive because people have that tendency to believe that, hey, they're going to lose their jobs because they've done something wrong. But that's not what a holistic program does. So what it really does is it comes in and helps to enhance what they do. And really it's to make your organization look good and really perform at a level it has never performed at and give you the tools. Because the nice thing about the, our folks here at iZero is there's a vast knowledge base on how to run security organizations. And that culture that we can provide and help to provide is something that most security organizations would take a lifetime to learn. Um, so that's why it's important to have the types of individuals that, are, that make up iZero um, be a part of that. 
There's no way that you can get that highest level of United States military security capability in a school environment. It costs too much. There's no way um, for a company to get the operational capabilities at that level without spending a lot of money to do so. Whereas we can come in and actually help stand up your programs for a tenth of the price of what you would have to hire people for, structure people for, buy all the equipment, do all those things, and you may not even need it. You may have already had this, the, the uh, technologies there. It's just never been put together before. Um, you may not have had an audit system that made sure that you're running at an efficient model. Um, iZero is very much a security company, but it's an efficiency security operation. Um, and that's why our holistic programs work so well. It's the efficiency at which we can create and sustain a security organization. Thank you, Jason. And thank you to everyone that's listening out there. With all of the technology and the training out there, the most important part of security is you. So as you're out and about, keep your head up and keep observing your surroundings and you'll be fine. This is Tommy for iZero signing off. Have a great day.